Is this thing on? Is it on? <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, coming in loud and clear. Uh, Mattia, can you hear us? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's it's good to be back, Rye Guy. We are back. It's been a long absence, but we're back. Yes. This is finally, again, Purple Sector. <laughs> We're going to have to see if we remember how to podcast. Yeah, Helmut and guy on the mics. It's like riding a bike. We'll see. It's like riding a mic. We'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> Thanks oh, for man. tuning in, people. Hopefully you're still out there. Yeah, it's been, it's been too long. It's been a crazy first quarter of the year. Yeah, obviously the, for- the fucking Formula One season now goes like 13 months in a 12-month calendar. Yeah, it and does feel like that. Yeah, it rams up against the holidays, and then I was planning my wedding, which just occurred, so that was Congratulations. Completely- All the listeners, if you're listening, start clapping your hands, give Helmut a congratulations yeah, on getting married. He's, he's freshly married, only a few days. <laughs> and planning this is, that and this everything is his honeymoon. underwater. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the honeymoon with me in studio after his wedding. I'm honeymooning in the Purple Sector Studios. This is our honeymooners episode. So yeah, there was a lot of shit going on. Yeah. We wanted to get on. We kept trying to get in here. We're going to. We've done we, most of the production. We, ha- we have an entire award show that is basically produced but not recorded right. yet. That's what I was saying. We've done the majority of the production for the award show, so we will get that we can, in the can and put it out maybe summer break. Maybe yeah. we'll make you sweat that long or if there's a lull, which, by the way, there are no lulls in the Formula One calendar. We have to no, get to aren't. drive to survive. The good news is all this stuff is going to be jammed into the season as well. The stuff we would do in the off season, like Formula One Drive to Survive reviews, the award right. show, the live. We're going to get in the liveries here. Well, you and I have always enjoyed doing the episode reviews of Drive to Survive. Yeah, but it's fun. They keep pushing it closer and closer oh, yeah. to the first race. Everything gets pushed closer and closer, and especially F one Fantasy. Now, when we were putting together the award show, we were trying to go in to see the final standings to put together the podium to announce on the award show. The site was just like, hey, we'll see you next season. It was a, a splash page. And then just like last week, like a week and a half before the season, they're like, hey, come do F1 Fantasy. It's live. I don't understand I don't understand why fantasy is so complica- complicated for F1. The they official- change it every year. Like radic- it's radically changed again this year. Why don't they just hire the engineers that run like ESPN's football fantasy? Right. And they- have them do F1. Yeah. But just so you guys know, our F1 Fantasy League, the Purple Sector Podcast League, is set up. The code to join. So I believe what you do is you go into fantasy.formula1.com, create your team and then you can search leagues by code to join them so our code is p12mx3n5 
G08. We will post that on our social as well. That's Papa12 Mike X-Ray 3 November 5 Golf 08. Yes. So we'll post that on our social media. Hopefully y'all will see that if you don't hear this and get in ASAP. Obviously Bahrain is <laughs> mere moments away here. Bahrain's here. Yeah. It's not moments. It's here. And yeah, we just want everyone to hop into that F1 fantasy. Even if you miss Bahrain, I feel like this season is going to be so crazy that just join the league. It might be beneficial. The I'm bottom thinking line is to just, wait and throw your team together after. But yeah, just, just join, join the league. The league. Don't it's even, just fun. We talk about it. When you get the code, just go do it. Don't even think twice about it. Yeah, just go do it. We'll post the code at Purple Sector Pod on our social media so you guys can find that more easily to be able to join our league. Here's also ways that anyone listening right now can reach out to any potential new listeners or maybe old listeners that may not realize that the boys are back. Thanks for tuning in to Purple Sector. Remember to reach out to the show by pitting in the mail box, box, box. Instructions to, to box. You can leave a voicemail or shoot a text to 904-8PURPLE. That's 904-878-7753. You can also slide into our DMs at Purple Sector Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to follow both those accounts as well. Follow me on Instagram. You can also get additional content on our YouTube by subscribing to Purple Sector F1 Podcast. Finally, be sure to subscribe to Purple Sector wherever you get your podcasts. Review the show and throw us five stars at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. See you all on the track. Yeah. <laughs> Our YouTube channel that is collecting dust. <laughs> yeah, but that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be busy, obviously, just getting episodes out there because that's our bread and butter. And we're working to get those we, other things rolling. We need to do a listener survey. Like, do they want to see us on a YouTube channel, like the video podcast as well? Or do they like the audio format? Like, what do the people want? Right. Or should we be doing like. I know they want merch. Number yeah. one priority is We're dope. Crank merch. some merch out. We have some fun ideas, some things that are in the works on the merch side. Oh, yeah. So we'll get all that up and running. We want to give us feedback, but I'd like to get the, the vid going. Just it's another medium. I gotta, you know? get, I gotta get my body right. If we're for gonna... <laughs> all for all the hearing hearing impaired listeners out there, right? Then they can put on the closed captioning and watch the show. Potentially, uh, you, think, you think there's a bunch of deaf people who are Maybe. enjoying the podcast? If if not, <laughs> yeah. only for video. Just for the the eardrum vibrations when they put the headphones in. Could could be. So, Ragai, let's. There's some. It's not really news, but just things. I'm. I've been so out of the loop. As I mentioned with the planning and the wedding and all that, like I legitimately have no effing clue what's going on. I've, I've read a couple much, articles not on Not much testing. has changed. Here's the biggest yeah. takeaway from testing, okay? Still looks like Max and Red Bull are going to be the team to beat. Everyone's scared of his reliability so far in testing. That's I what I, I... That was my big takeaway where Red Bull was super reliable and cranking Max, out laps. Max right? had like a monster first day in testing. He put up an insane amount of mileage. Um it's just the same story as last year. Where are Mercedes and Ferrari going to be against each other? Can either of them challenge Red Bull? And where's that top of the midfield going to be? Is Alpine going to continue their hold? Is Aston there, Martin now there's the like, darling? Yeah, there's a cheeky you know, uh, inertia behind Aston Martin right now. Some people think they're going to be sneaky quick. I don't know. If Alonso brings his typical bad luck <laughs> to that team... It's, it won't go well, but we'll see. Williams still looks like poo. Haas actually might be 
the best of the rest of the midfield it's potentially looking like. I mean, I love that driver lineup, Magnuson and Holkenberg. How much yeah. more fun can it get? It's amazing. Yeah. And it's looking like who Got an American in F1? Oh, it looks like Alpha Tori is Garbo again. Yeah, Alpha Tori. Like they were so bad last year. They used to be contending for best of the rest, and now they're like catfighting with Williams in the basement. Yeah, but you can't tell me that DeVries versus Sonoda isn't going to be interesting all year. Oh, it definitely will. Everyone's expecting Nick DeVries to smoke Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, all the, the things that are more intriguing in the back markers for me are the driver head-to-heads. Like you just mentioned, DeVries battling. Um, you mentioned Logan Sargent at Williams being the yeah. only American on the grid now, finally. I think he's got a, a little American flag action on the helmet. Yeah, it's going to be... Dude, he's going to become a superstar. A lot of Does he realize that because of Drive to Survive and the increased interest in F1 in America that he's going to oh, yeah. he's going to be a fucking superstar? He's going to drape himself in the red, white and blue just to get all that support. Yeah. That dude's going to get boy band ass at Coda. And he's got that boy band hair. And Vegas. Yeah. Vegas. We also I mean, have to get into our hair podium here coming up, not on this app, but there's so much as we just rattled off that we're going to yeah. be getting into Purple during Sector's the season. Back. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm fired up, dude. There's the whole Piastri saga. We finally get to see the Wunderkind on track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, as you mentioned, so the rookies, I I say rookies in air quotes I'm making here. So, wait, we have, sorry to interrupt you, we have how much time in between Bahrain and Saudi? Two weeks. It's the 5th is Bahrain and the 19th is Jeddah. Okay. So, here's what we're going to do, okay? Now you're now you're putting timelines on us. We're the gonna pressure's on. We're gonna try and cram all the content that we wanted to get done for you guys in the in, off season, in the yeah. preseason. We're gonna get it on the airwaves in between Bahrain and Saudi. Oh, we definitely will. So, be. I mean, ba- we're gonna recap Bahrain next week, the ground recap. Yes, and then we'll try and crank out some stuff in between we gotta, the jet. We gotta rate deliveries. Yes. We gotta rate deliveries, which is it's good that we could see them in person now. Yeah. Because before the pictures sometimes don't do them justice. Sorry, to not what in they person. Like on track on TV. Yeah, yeah. We got to do all that. We got a lot to do. So clean we got to hash out our hair podium. Yeah, clean your ears out for the next two weeks. Get get the Q tips in there. Watch Drive to Survive. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of listening to do, and a lot of racing because, as we mentioned, it comes thick and hot here. All but right, let's yeah, get back to the talking, outline. I was talking about the rookies, and I do it in air quotes because <laughs> Nick DeVries is. Considered a rookie, but he's already got points. Yes, F1 in his points. Career. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you have Oscar Piastri at McLaren and Logan Sargent at Williams. Has there ever been a rookie with a more dramatic entrance to F1 and their debut than Piastri? It's a lot of pressure because of how much of a tongue bath he's gotten in the media, like leading yeah. up to it, right? Like two teams. Like going to court over his rights, and then I mean, Toto said it best. You know, at the end of the year, after all that saga between McLaren and Alpine, and if he had signed with all that drama, right? Toto had my favorite quote regarding the Oscar Piastri situation. He said, "The kid better be able to drive." Yeah, you better be quick. <laughs> he said he better know how to drive, <laughs> and it's not going to be easy because we've seen Lando Norris wipe the floor with oh, yeah. Danny Ricardo for the past handful of years. But from everything we've heard, Piastri's supposed to be sick. He's ju- he's another prodigy, just like Lando, you know, you name it. Yeah. Leclerc, any of those guys. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, do you have any other sort of testing thoughts? We kind of just did the quick hit. One of the quick livery thoughts is that black and red's becoming very popular. Alfa Romeo now Haas, MoneyGram Haas yeah. with the black and red. New livery for Haas. Um, yeah. Besides what I already said, you know, it still seems like Red Bull is the team to beat. Red Bull and Max. Um, and then the big question is who's going to be quicker out the gate? Okay, Mercedes or Ferrari? That first quality this weekend, first quality of the year. Will Mercedes be faster than Ferrari? Lastly, the Mercedes engine across the spectrum, right, across all the teams that use Mercedes power, it looks incredibly reliable after testing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how reliability works out this season. Yeah, because these seasons this is now the are getting longer. Season, right, and it's the second season now. And there are all these new wrinkles of weekends where they have mandatory tire usage, yeah. right, in qualifying sessions where we have sprint weekends, so, yeah, the season gets more races on the calendar and then more little wrinkles on certain weekends. Yep. So it's only going to be fun, and I can't wait to get into all that here. I mean, how can you not be excited? There's so many fresh faces, so many new storylines. Yeah. New liveries. I, I, you name it. There's so much to talk about. It's all one. sorts of team principal soap opera yeah. stuff where they're jumping ship to all these different teams, you know? Yep. Yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have so much to talk about, and I haven't watched. We're still talking now. We got stuff to talk about now. We've been so busy with your wedding, your destination wedding, and everything. I haven't watched one fucking second of Drive to Survive yet. I haven't either. That's how busy we've been. We run an F one show. Man. We run an F one podcast. I know. The only thing I saw, I sent it to you. Also, the article that Max actually it was before it came out that Max actually sat down in those interviews. This season, after of course he, he caved, kicked and no, and, and whined about it. He before. didn't cave. They met his demands. I'm sure. Right. That's what it was. It was he said, "Well, you're not going to get me if you do he these said, fake battles." He and, said, "Here's a script. Yeah, here's my script. You're going to read this script, and I'll be on your show." Yeah, he probably did. That's what he does, right? He did that with Sky Sports because of uh, well, Red Bull as a whole boycotted. Sky Sports. Yeah, because of Ted Kravitz of Ted constantly Kravitz. bringing up Abu Dhabi. Troll Kravitz, as we like to call yeah. it sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, the the testing, you know, like we said, it's always tough to glean much from testing, so I don't know there's much more to talk about. Plus, we're going to be on the track where it really counts when points are up for grabs this weekend. So, all will oh, yeah. be found out. Not all, but we'll begin to find things out this weekend. So, let's get into some of the driver news, Ryan. The <laughs> You have so, such a hard on for Valtteri Bottas. Well, we've been talking and his mullet all last year, and yeah. his mustache. We talked about fun and, Valtteri. And all every time he shows his asshole on Instagram, you yeah. get super pumped. When he's hanging cheek all the time in your, pictures. Your pants get tighter every time Valtteri takes his pants off. Yeah, so we we joked about fun Valtteri, how great it was that now that he's left Mercedes, we're getting to see fun Valtteri not, you know, bend over and get paddled. Over with team orders at Mercedes. I can appreciate this fun Valtteri as well because it's like he retired but kept driving. Yeah. He's, he's just, just like moonlighting now as an F1 driver. Yeah, like he's just a weekend warrior. He's here to hang in with the boys. A real gentleman driver he is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he is. Yeah, so fun Valtteri was, we talked a lot about it last year, how we love fun Valtteri. He has revved up the fun Valtteri bit this year. You're blown away by his helmet design. So... Just for testing, he had helmet design that was just like his mullet and his actual hairline his head. and his mustache on the front. Yeah, it was his head. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that for testing. And as we mentioned there with the helmet design, he's now rocking a crazy blonde mustache, a flowing blonde mullet. He's a Bogan Aussie now. Yeah. 
It's great. I love it. Fun Valtteri is revved up. We always used to joke about Valtteri at Mercedes saying, oh, it's a new and improved version. And we say, Vault- what are we up to, Valtteri yeah. 3.4, 4.9? It's Fun Valtteri 2.0, and it's a heck of an upgrade. Now he's he's legacy Valtteri. He's like Windows 95 Valtteri. Yeah, it's just a have, little retro kind of You just have too. good memories. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of retro. We're, we're breaking open the coating and coating a super fun Valtteri yeah. for this season. Plus his his Aussie uh, girlfriend, I don't think they're engaged. His Aussie girlfriend's really changed him. Yeah. Loosened him up a bit. Yeah, she must give him extra shoulder massages or foot rubs or something. Yeah, the sex must be great. Loosened up. Yeah, with, the sex has to be I phenomenal. I mean, you've seen his butt cheeks. I can't envision Valtteri having sex. <laughs> It's got to uh, be so devoid of like emotion and int- he probably, intensity. He probably does it <laughs> in the sauna to get the extra sweat. You yeah, know? where they're both barely hanging on. And like, he's always naked in there. They're on the verge of fainting the whole time. Yeah. So, Ryan, this was also some crazy news. So, Fernando Alonso, who before last season had a bike accident and fucked up all sorts of shit, right? Let's test your memory real quick. What, what F1 driver did it before Alonso? Heading into I a know season. Mark Webber had Mark Webber shattered his arm, basically. Yeah. And then you had Alonzo do it. Then Alonzo goes to Aston Martin, teams up with Lance Stroll. It's contagious. Larry Stroll. And now Lance Stroll had a horrific bike accident when he was training. Although right he's, before going, testing. he's going to drive, though, this weekend. Yeah, he missed testing. But then 12 days later, he's back in the paddock for the Bahrain Grand Prix weekend. Do you have the conspiracy theory button handy for me real quick? Because I got a good one. See, I still got it. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Like riding a mic. We still know how- You can't how- say like riding a bike with Lance, though, by the way. We still know how to pod. Look at that. So here's my conspiracy theory. There was no bike accident. Lance just faked a bike accident to get out of testing. Yeah, he might have wanted to ditch testing. Because he- drivers- Felipe Drugovic filled in for him. Drivers don't actually like testing, no matter what they say. One thing I've always admired about Lewis is he's always been very brutally honest about testing- and how much he hates it. So Lance is a rich boy. He's a billionaire's son. I think he faked a bike accident to get out of testing. Yeah, I mean, I thought he only surfed. I thought he only surfed anyway. Like, what's he doing biking? He's a surfer. Fucking surfing. That's true. He wasn't on a bike. He was on the waves. So He was on the swell. What I was reading today, Ryan, is... He spoke more about it and said he basically went ass over tea kettle over the handlebars <laughs> and fucked up his wrists and had okay. some other injuries. And he claims he had to have some sort of surgery on one of the wrists and some other work on the other. Like you were just saying, There's- I'm not buying that in like two weeks you can have wrist surgery and then be handling the yoke of a Formula At One 5G, car. 5G, 5, 6G. Yeah. And I saw a picture where his hand was like up by his head. There was like a Band-Aid on like his wrist. I'm telling I'm sorry, you. I think it's bullshit. Are you buying into my conspiracy theory? I'm buying theory? into now the conspiracy. If anything, he hurt his wrist on a coral reef when he wiped out on a sick wave. Right. He was over in the shoals and yeah. he got you know, brought into the churn of some tube. I love and it. And he scraped it on a coral reef, on a brain coral. This is classic Purple Sector for you. Right out the gate, we're coming, we're bringing it to Lance. We have a, a fresh conspiracy theory to start this season. Yeah, I mean the guy, Lance like you said, ditches testing. <laughs> yeah, he ditches testing, and he's back for the Bahrain Grump. If it was a 
brutal wrist injury. Show me those How wrists. How are you going to fucking handle this car? Show me those wrists, Lance. Let me get a closer look. What about, do you want to step it to the next level that maybe he tried to slit his wrists and now he's wearing the bandages? Let's you not know? go there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. So, Ryan, some other fun news. The F1 Academy starts this year. That is their, basically, competition to W Series since W Series couldn't get funding, right? Is W Series done? I, I think it might be because F1 Academy is going to smash it anyway, right? Man, we have so much to catch up on. It's yeah. been a busy January, February. But the big big news, Ryan, Susie Wolf, Toto's wife, is now the managing director of F1 Academy. I mean, the Wolves are F1 royalty at this point. It feels like they run this fucking sport. Yeah, and Mercedes in general. Remember all the conspiracy? I won't play the stink again for the conspiracy. <laughs> there. Remember all the conspiracies last year? of former Mercedes employees going into F1 leadership and then Mercedes somehow like doing things ahead of time that we're going to become We we don't need to get into it. It's just conspiracy. Now we're doing flashback episodes. But yeah, interesting. Susie Wolf, Managing Director of F1 Academy. I'm I'm intrigued to watch F1 Academy because it's much more, it's structured much more like the feeder systems underneath Formula One where these teams, they're already big name groups that are buying these teams or running these teams in F1 Academy, you know? So I think it will definitely have legs, and Susie will make sure of that, I bet. We will cover it. Absolutely. Yes. Very excited for that. Ryan, you ready to actually get into the hashtag Bahrain GP? Let's do it. Sandstorm time. Right, guy, we head to the Bahrain International Circuit. 57 laps this race will be. Why don't you get get up to the green screen, give us the weather report here. It's pretty intense weather for this race weekend. Yeah, I mean, you can copy and paste this every year. We go to Bahrain for the race. Very hot, very windy. You'll hear the drivers bitching about wind all weekend. And yeah, it's just your typical Bahrain weather. Yeah, I mean, pretty strong winds, approximately 24 kilometers an hour, which is around 15 miles an hour. The winds and 37 Celsius, approximately 99 so around 100 degrees Fahrenheit for qualifying in the race. Yeah, that's that's plenty the hot. The thing is, though, if it's, we, remember, though, it's a dusk race into night. So yes. that temperature drops and the race really lights up when it cools off. Like the cars wake right. up, the tires wake up. So even though these, these are what the temps are, like the start of these sessions, the sessions will all heat up <laughs> while, the, while the temp cools down. Oh, yeah. By the way, if we ever do get the YouTube channel going... Right, full fledged, like, and it and it's the production we want. We will have to set up a green screen for me to do the weather report, <laughs> like a local weather reporter. Yeah, we're gonna have to local meteorologist. We're gonna have to have that recorded separately so we can get the suit on, get the yeah, you know, the plaid suit on. I'll and be I'll at ha- the desk and throw it to you for the weather report. I'll have to put on my best uh, newscaster voice. You have a lot of wind coming in from the east here. Da, da, da. Yeah, maybe get a Valtteri mustache going. I'm down for that. Love it. So, looking back, Ragai, the the past winners club at the Bahrain Grand Prix, Hamilton has five wins, Alonso three, Charles Chuck Leclerc has one, and I put in another air quotes, Checo Perez, because he won on that Sakir layout in that crazy comeback from last place. Count it. Yeah. Uh, So, that's interesting. This is the elusive track that Max has not won at. Yes, Max has not won here, which is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Remember last year you had the Ferrari shot out of a can to start the year, or at least Charles Leclerc. Leclerc beat him in the first race. You had two years ago, 
where he went off track to go around Hamilton and had to give the spot back. Yep. Waited too long, we think. Gave it back and then had not enough laps left to try and retake the lead. Yep. So, yeah. Will he finally get to hoist the hardware at the Bahrain Grand Prix? We'll see. I mean, last year it was reliability that did him in, so. Yeah. So, let's get into some fun facts, some fun track facts here, Rye Guy. Turn one at the Bahrain International Circuit is called Mikhail Schumacher and is the only corner on this track with a name. <laughs> really? And the other fun fact. <laughs> All the other turns are just turn two, yeah, turn three. Yeah. So the fun fact, too, is that he won the inaugural Bahrain Grand Prix, Michael Schumacher did. Ooh, if I had to guess, that was either 2004 or 2006. Yeah, I think it was four or six. <laughs> I was thinking four, and then when you said six, I'm like, it could be either, or maybe it's 2005, and we'll middle it. Yeah, so I, somewhere around there. We can hopefully expect a lot of overtakes, Ryan. In 2022, we saw 131 overtakes on this track. I love it. This is a good track. Let's be fair to Bahrain. This is one of the better tracks for racing. Yeah, and it's always tough to confirm because I don't know if the graphics on the F1 site are correct or not, but three DRS zones, I think, at this track. It's basically all DRS if they are still (laughs) doing three DRS zones. Well, that's something to keep your eye on this year. I know this is the Bahrain preview, but the raceability of the cars. Because last year was great with the new car design, the new you know car concept, and Hopefully it's it stays like that or improves. If it starts getting watered down, then you're going to get all the negative, pessimistic people coming out of the woodwork saying, "Oh yeah, see you can't you can never engineer overtaking an F1." You know the engineers always figure it out and well, neuter right. it. That's the question, right? Because the engineers, when they design these cars, they tend to do it in wind tunnels and free air, and yeah. they try to make the ideal components for ideal aero, which can then potentially hamper the cars if they're in dirty air, right? So so as they develop the car, the worry is maybe they become less able to follow and pass. Yeah, which is understandable, that, you know, that logic. But I would just say be optimistic. Yeah. So for the bettors out there, if you want to bet on safety car, yes, no. The historical probability of a safety car in the Bahrain Grand Prix is 63%. So... More than 50% of the time, more than half that's, the races, you have a safety That's higher car. than I would have guessed. I know, me too. When I saw 63%, I was pretty shocked because this is one of those wide open runoff tracks. There's like no barriers to hit. You, when have you ever seen, well, besides uh, that, Roman Grosjean. By the way, that's why I turned like my head Roman because Grosjean. I'm like, <laughs> we saw one of the most brutal accidents in the last but that's like, the five only, years. When, when, when else have you seen someone really go into a barrier in Bahrain? Yeah, I just remember when they would have like the little metal kind of pole on some of the apexes and Micha or Mick Schumacher was taking those out all the time. Oh yeah. But yeah, there aren't big slams typically at this track outside of Rogro. Yeah, it's it's a lot of car to car contact and cars losing control, spinning out in corners, whatever. Yeah. Just think back to the Sakir race that Checo won. There was a massive multi car sort of yeah. bang job and spin out that led to him going to last place and then fighting his way back, mm-hmm. which is the good sign for this track. 131 overtakes in 2022. Checo coming from last place in a Fair, racing point. Fairly high safety car probability. Yeah. So those are the fireworks you want, right? You know why that safety car probability percentage is 
because this race is typically the first race of the year. Yeah, that's so reliability well, comes only into play. Recently. Engine failures, yeah. tire failures. Yeah. So for those, if you want to, because this is always interesting to me when you're watching the actual race to get a sense of gaps and where guys might slot in if they pit. The pit delta is around 23 seconds at this track. Which is good. Yeah. That's another thing this track has going for itself is you can, you know, potentially say we're doing a three-stopper versus a two and go for it. Right. Especially if the tire wear is high. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, there's God, so I hope, much to watch. Tire, hot tire talk. God, I hope the tire wear is high this weekend. That would be it fantastic. It better be high. They better pick compounds that just melt on this circuit. Like, I hope this season that you can you can barely count one-stop races on one hand. Like, I want so few of those. One-stop oh, yeah. races are the worst. They're the pits. It's a Macy's Day parade. Yes. It's terrible. It is. So, pour some out, Rye Guy. You just opened a fresh seltzer, so pour some of it out for Danny Ricardo. It is... The last time he was, wasn't was on the grid, sorry, I made a meal of that. The last time Danny Rick was not on the grid was 2010. So you got to go all the way back to the 2010 season yeah. to when Ricardo was not on the grid. So, so he will be in the garage as the Red Bull he will, reserve <laughs> slash test. It's so funny that he, he went back to Red Bull. He, he left Red Bull to chase the money, basically, and he didn't want to be in Max's shadow, right? Mm-hmm. And where does he end up? Without a seat? Back at Red Bull. He's putting, the, he's putting the mop away in the closet right now. He's basically restarting his career, right? Like he started right? as a Red Bull reserve up-and-coming academy driver, and now he's yeah. back without a seat. Without a seat. You know, wiping down Horner's chair he's and He's just brow. there at Helmut Marco and Christian Horner's beck and call. Right now he's in Max's motorhome, probably folding his underwear for him. Yeah. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see... He's the guy, too, that they're going to want so many interviews. We're going to get more interviews with that reserve driver than anyone else. It's going to be weird. You're going to see him on F1 TV a lot. He's probably going to be the bell of the ball on F1 TV. He's going to be a host or a co-host every other weekend. Yeah, we'll see. Will we see more or less of him than when Esteban Ocon sat out that one season and sat on Toto's lap every race weekend? And we saw Ocon all the time. More. Yeah. Ricardo has a thousand times more personality than Ocon. You're going to see him way more. There's probably going to be a whole episode of next season of Drive to Survive on Ricardo. Because remember, <laughs> he was such a fixture in all the seasons thus far of the show. Well, it's something to keep your eye on, though, okay? He is testing for Red Bull. So don't think for one second that if he is testing well, at least on the simulator and maybe in the actual physical car, if he is quick and competitive that Helmut Marco doesn't start using that as leverage to put pressure on Checo. No, oh, I agree. Like, keep your eye on that. I, I'm i not ruling that out. Yeah. We're going to have to find the feed for that testing data so we can see how Danny Rick's doing in the car. Yeah, because don't, don't forget, the Red Bull chassis, for whatever reason, is the only car that Ricardo could actually drive quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, Guy, I have a grip of bold predictions. Do you want to kick things off with yours? Uh, Yeah. So I have one. Normally I have a slew of bold predictions every race. I'm keeping it simple. First race of the season, and this is more, you know, a hopeful bold prediction than a true prediction. And you're stealing my bit. I'm stealing your bit. This is your (laughs) bit usually, but I'm stealing it. I want a rainbow podium this weekend. Yeah. There's no better sign of a good season to come than a rainbow podium 
in the first race of the year. Yes. I want three drivers from three different teams on that podium. I would love to see that. I think there's a very good chance. It's it's interesting. We were having these same conversations before last season, right? Oh, new regs. Cars can follow. Reliability issues. We're going to get so many race winners. And meanwhile, it was none. And I'll just do... I'll just put a little footnote here. I want it to be... It would be great if it was a podium that wasn't Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. If somebody else sneaks up on there, wow. Buckle up. It's going to be an awesome season. Oh, yeah. If we can get an Alpine or an Aston or some other shocker. Right. That's what what I'm saying. What if it's... He's won this race three times. He obviously knows and loves this track. What if it's Lance Wrist Stroll on the podium (laughs) with his shitty wrist? He won't be able to lift the uh, trophy. It'll be like when Senna was... His shoulders were gone, you know? I'm telling you, man. He faked that bike accident. Yeah. Agreed. All right, here come my bold predictions. Points for Oscar Piastri on his Formula One debut. I would agree with that. I like that. We've seen that recently, Ryan. A lot of rookies and guys making their debut have been scoring points. Joe Guan Yu Joe scored on his debut. Nick DeVries scored on his debut when he just got thrown into the car, mm-hmm. like the day of the race, basically. So... I'm thinking Piastri might be able to put it together. This is more of a prove it, you know, <laughs> prediction as well, like, right? Like Toto said, the kid better be able to drive. I'm going to say Fernando Alonso, top five in like that it. Aston Martin. That's fairly ballsy. Yeah. Considering we don't know what the hell to expect of the Aston. True. I mean, we're really getting bold and rolling it out on this first race, right? Oh, yeah. We're just excited to be back on mic and back on track. Very excited. <laughs> I, lo- I love this prediction. Yeah. We just got into the reasons why. I don't have to explain it that much. Our conspiracy theory says it all. Lance Stroll will finish outside the top 10. So meanwhile, so, I have Alonzo top five. I have Lance Stroll getting no points. So you're anticipating Lance Stroll struggling with his bleeding open wound wrists in yeah. this race. Yeah. I-, I don't know how those wrists are going to be able to handle the G's in the steering wheel. That's a good point. This one's this not one, bold. Yeah, this is one of my, my sticky bold predictions. What's the opposite of bold? Yeah, well, Max Verstappen's never won here, so my bold prediction, my fourth <laughs> and final, will be that Max Verstappen wins his first hashtag Bahrain GP. I like it. Um, it's it, more of a bit because he hasn't won here, it would It would be interesting if he, if he didn't win. Yeah, that's what, for because, viewing's sake, we're hoping that's the case because... Well, it just means something weird happened. Right, because like you mentioned, <laughs> the consensus sort of takeaway from testing is that the Red Bull looks super reliable, it looks super quick, and Max looks like a juggernaut again. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So that's my <laughs> fake bold prediction, basically, that Max wins. So those are fun, fun things to watch for. We're going to have to get deep back into hashtag Formula Brunch, Ragai. Hopefully the listeners will put something together this weekend and send us great images of their Formula Brunches. We appreciate it. All you guys listening to the pod at any point before, and obviously a lot of people were reaching out during our sort of hiatus sabbatical from the show. Yeah, they were concerned. The listeners were concerned. They thought we were dead. They were like, are you guys sick? What's going on? Yeah. No, so, I was just getting married, and another yeah. small footnote, my entire household, my whole family got COVID at the end of January, so that also delayed us yeah. big time. A lot of things were working against us, but here we are, and we need you guys to... Give us that feedback on what other mediums you want us to put out there. If you want us to start trying to get together YouTube and all that, we need you to fill the mail box, box, box by hitting us up 
at the phone number 9048-PURPLE. That's, let me see if I can remember it, 904-878-7753. Shoot us a text or a voicemail there. And yeah, hit up at Purple Sector Pod on social. All right, Mood, let's put a bow on this so that the listeners can get in front of their TVs and watch all the F1 this weekend. Yeah, so as we just mentioned, fill the mailbox, hit us up with all the feedback, Join the F1 Fantasy. The code is P12MX3N5G08. We'll put that on our social media at Purple Sector Pod. So everyone hop in. We'll have a good time with that. We're going to put together the F1 Fan to See lineup where we get (laughs) votes from the fans on social media about what to do with the uh, lineup. So a lot of stuff planned, Rag, as we just mentioned, right? Yeah. And just keep your eyes on Lance's wrists this weekend. Look for any signs of wounds or healing or stitches. Yes. I'm calling his bluff. Good to be back. Hopefully you all will have us back. Hopefully you're still out there. So hit us up and let us know. And yeah, get stoked for the hashtag Bahrain GP. Get together a nice little hashtag formula brunch and see y'all on the track. Purple sector. Oh, it's purple. Purple. Three purple sectors. Three purple sectors. Yeah, they're quite terrible to drive. Very difficult. I want to change things. I want to stop Mercedes dominating. Honestly, what are we doing? Racing or pink rock? Okay, let's close that gap as much as you can. It's hammer time. It's not getting the full flex. How did you call that uh, last lap incident? Brainless. Daniela, a hard-fought fourth place in the end for you. Hard-fought? Not really. I thought that was boring. So I think we can call Max Verstappen the baby-faced assassin. I think we clench our butt cheeks and hope we stay there to the end, Martin. I'm driving like a grandma. What the f***? Looks like my wife's driving that car. Yeah, tell the safety car to slow down. He's stroking that Ferrari. I know I'm losing time for Vettel, but I really don't care. They are racing. So it's it's happy hour, basically. <laughs> People just simply don't have the balls to stick to what they say. Come on, Mamma, what the hell is going on? A firm boundary position, stay as they are. We'll talk about it after the race. Uh, we are here to race and not to just hang out, so...